Welcome to Race, Violence, and Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Brian H. Williams. We are now on episode three of our week-long series on gun violence, and today's guest is Dr. Joseph Sacrin. Now, you have to hear his story because he will tell you how a life-threatening gunshot wound to the neck at age 17 propelled him on his journey to where he is now a leading national figure advocating for reducing firearm-related injuries and death. And in this episode, he had this great line which stuck with me where he talks about what motivates him is that he is pursuing purpose over position. For him, he needs to be working to make a difference, not to get the fancy titles and recognition. So, without further delay, we are going to go into our episode. I'm just going to call it Gun Violence Part 3, Purpose Over Position, Race, Violence, and Medicine. Uh, hey folks, this is uh, Joe Sacron. I'm a trauma surgeon out of Baltimore, Maryland at Johns Hopkins Hospital. Excited to be here with my friend and colleague, Dr. Brian Williams. And we are talking about gun violence in America on race, violence, and medicine. Tune in. Welcome to Race, Violence, and Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Brian H. Williams, and I have a special guest for you today. We're here, I'm here right now with Dr. Joseph Sacrin. And if you do not know him, he is one of the most well-known vocal advocates for moving the needle on this discussion about gun violence in America. He is a friend and colleague of mine assistant professor of surgery at Johns Hopkins School of Medicine. He is the director of emergency general surgery and the associate chief of the division of acute care surgery. Now, you probably notice that as I'm saying that, he's like whispering it to me in my ear, mouthing it to me, so I think I got it right. But in any event, we are here in Kansas. We just had an all-day symposium talking about gun violence, had a great panel of speakers and uh, I was very inspired by my colleagues as well as the audience that was there to engage in this discussion to raise awareness but enough about that we'll talk about that more later let's get to our guest Dr. Joseph Sacrin hey man thanks for doing the podcast oh thanks so much uh, for having me Brian it's um, a great honor to you know have a chance to again kind of open up uh, a dialogue on an issue that I know is not only near and dear to my heart, but to you and to a lot of your listeners. So it's, it's an honor to be uh, to be on. Well, for some of my listeners that do not know you, you have a very inspiring story, and I will let you tell it starting from well the central event I guess in your life when you were at uh, age 17. Yeah. So uh, I was uh, born uh, just outside our nation's capital, uh, the son of uh, immigrant parents who. Uh, came to this country in search of that American dream that I think many of us strive for. And uh, at the age of 17, I was nearly killed after being shot in the throat with a, a 38 caliber bullet. And uh, you were just a bystander at this incident, right? You're just yeah. in the wrong. Go ahead. Yeah, it was after a high school football game at a nearby park. Um, a fight had broken out, and uh, a guy pulled out a gun and started firing to the crowd, and I got hit with a random bullet. 
And, uh, you know, at that age, uh, most people don't realize they're mortal. And uh, frankly, most 17-year-olds have no idea what they want to do for the rest of their lives. So that really inspired me to um, take that second chance that I was given and try to impact the lives of other people. And it's why I went into medicine. It's why I became a trauma surgeon. And it's why I try to continue to work at the intersection of medicine, public health, and public policy uh, to reduce farm-related death and injury in America. So you... Today you gave a, I felt it was a very inspiring talk where you shared your personal story about your injury and how you got into uh, trauma surgery and working towards ending gun violence. But you also did a very good mix of bringing in the science and the data. And I, I thought that was very well done to humanize it, but also back it up with data. Now, talk to us about how you were able to because I will say that it's more impactful to me when you put those two together. The, the numbers by themselves were impressive. And how did you get to the point where you were able to bring, bridge the two uh, together? Yeah, I think, I think it's an important point, Brian, because uh, as someone who's in medicine, like many of us and maybe some of your listeners, um, we are focused a lot on the data and the science. But the data and the science alone is not enough, and the data and the science does not change the hearts and minds of Americans. In order to take those things that are so important to us, whatever it is, in this case for me, happens to be you know, gun violence, but to take those things that are critically important to us and to be able to move on those and to have actual action-oriented solutions, uh, you have to do that through emotion. And uh, when I say emotion, I mean the power of being able to tell stories. And it took a long time personally to actually realize this uh, and I think that each and every one of us have a story to tell is just figuring out how do we tell that story and how do we share with the American public um, some of the things that we're facing and we're seeing on a daily basis uh, and so being able to do that and to do that effectively allows us to put an image um, in the minds of, of the public that I think can be important and valuable. Yeah, so combining that humanistic side, but also your expertise, uh, I think it gives you added credibility in so many different spaces that you can have impact. And what I learned today that I didn't know is that you went to uh, the Kennedy School of Government. Tell us about that path. That's interesting to me. Yeah, you know, uh, I've always been one of those individuals that, uh, in my mind, I, I try to have uh, follow purpose over position. And... Uh, I, I tell you this because I think some people have a very, you know, clear, you know, laser vision about where they're going and how they're going to get there. And I think that's great. That has never been me. For me, I have understood the path that I'm headed in, but I've had the flexibility to be able to ensure that I explore opportunities that may arise. And th this is one of the opportunities when I thought about the importance of being able to affect populations, I realized that um, public policy was such an important piece of this. And as clinicians, you know, for the latter half of the 20th century, a lot of us got disengaged when it comes to the business side of medicine or the policy side. And now we're starting to see a lot of us re-engage 
within these conversations and discussions and actually have a seat at the table, which allows us to then really be part of shaping the solutions. I think that's great what you said about pursuing your, it's about purpose over position. It's like titles are, they have less meaning without some sort of end goal in mind. I, I love that. How did your, I think people may know about the Kennedy School of Government just by its name, but what did you pick up there that's now informing you your work as a doctor? So I, I picked up a couple things. Uh, you know, the year was fascinating because, uh, you know, there's a diversity of people. It's not just people from medicine. Actually, the minority were clinicians. But it's all sorts of people where you're learning from your own cohort that's actually there. Mm -hmm. There's engineers and IT people and people that were in public office before. So that's fascinating in and of itself. But we also learned theoretical aspects from you know, principles of leadership and principles of negotiation mm -hmm. to how do you message and communicate some of the things that you're passionate about? Believe it or not, there is an actual, an art to communicating these aspects. And you know this um, better than most. So being able to like, you know, the words that you use and, and how to persuade people and, can, and, and really make people understand your message is one of the things that we learned in addition to, you know, the public policy piece and some of the other hardcore science aspect of it. Of course, you know, with all of this, I think comes a real responsibility, not just to say you got the degree, but then to take those skills right. and apply it practically. So, I mean, we've been talking for about just under 10 minutes now. You are a trauma surgeon, and we have not yet talked about actual surgery or caring for patients, yet you're doing things that are impacting hundreds of thousands of people per year. Like just, you are, you know, you're, you're in the news media, you're a go-to expert on gun violence, you're working on Capitol Hill. Uh, so I wanna talk about that. You went from the Kennedy School of Government and how you took that and are now putting that into practice outside of the hospital. Yeah, well, uh, let me just say first that I, the, I love taking care of patients. It's one of the things that gives me the most gratification. But I realize that we have a responsibility to work beyond the trauma center, beyond, you know, our operating rooms. And so uh, I'm doing that in a couple ways. Part, so part of it is continuing to raise awareness and communicating that message of what we as healthcare professionals are seeing on a daily basis. But the other part is working with our elected officials to help guide their policy making and I've done that with a number of folks and then you know this is so important to me that I'm taking those theoretical skills and I'm going to actually um, add some practical aspect to it uh, come September when I take a year off uh, and I spend a year on Capitol Hill Wow um, doing what uh, can, so, you, can you say that yet? <laughs> so it, it's not going to be public till June. I don't know when this is coming out. <laughs> it may come out a couple of days, my friend. If I have to hold on to okay. it, let me know. <laughs> okay, yeah. So we'll, we'll probably have to hold on to it. But there's something exciting. I got selected for a really exciting um, opportunity. Okay, don't, um, don't tell me. I, wanna, I don't want to wait till June to post yeah, this. Yeah, right. yeah, no, no. But um, wait a second. It's only a couple of weeks. Maybe, maybe I can hold on to it. We know what we'll, we'll record in a separate segment, and then we'll decide then. Okay, okay. But go ahead. Yeah, but but it's but um, 
the opportunity is going to be really understanding how the sausage is made uh, on Capitol Hill, so to speak. Right. And also being able to serve as a health policy advisor for the year. Um, Yeah, so it's going to be a really exciting opportunity. Uh, I'm going to unfortunately have to be non-clinical for the year, but I'm still part of Hopkins and will be coming back to the Institute after I develop uh, those skills. I I think that's that's awesome. That is is great. So just listening to Dr. Joe Sacrosant, or Joe (laughs) Sacrosant. Joe Sacrin. I got married to Tanya. No, we're here with Dr. Zacherson also, who was also on, on a previous show talking about structural violence. She's part of their panel. So, and uh, I just had a beer, and Joe is drinking his wines. <laughs> anyway, Dr. Joe Sacrin, assistant professor of surgery at John Hopkins University or School of Medicine, director of emergency general surgery, and we're getting close there, right? We're, yeah, the, 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 guy, the, the important thing is, is he's very accomplished. I'm just a guy from around the way trying to make a difference in this world. And uh, I look forward to you uh, joining us in this effort to uh, end uh, firearm-related injury and death in America. Let me tell you, if you Google Joe Sacran, S-A-K-R-A-N, and you will see that he is a nationally known and respected voice in regards to gun violence and has a truly inspiring personal story as well. Joe, our listeners want to ca- uh, catch up with you later. How would you w- direct them to find you? Twitter, email? Uh, yeah, I, the easiest way to find me is at Joseph Sacron, J-O-S-E-P-H-S-A-K-R-E-N, uh, on Twitter. Uh, or um, you can, uh, yeah, you can. I think that's, that's good enough, yeah, all right? Exactly. Some folks are giving out their cell phone numbers and email, so I do, do what's most comfortable to you. Anyways, I'm Dr. Brian H. Williams. This has been Race, Violence, and Medicine. You can catch this show anywhere you get your podcast, but you're listening, right? So please share with your family, friends, and colleagues because they may not know about the show. And hit my website up, brianwilliamsmd.com. That's Brian with an I. If you have any suggestions, critiques about the show, drop me a line. I'm happy to respond. I'm most active on Twitter at BHWilliamsMD, but you can send me an email or a message to my website as well. Once again, Ray Sponson Medicine, I appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in.